This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome to the War Room. It's Natalie Winters hosting, filling in for the one and only Stephen K. Bannon today, February 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2024. But as I'm sure Steve would say, we've got a lot of wood to chop today. There is a lot of news breaking all over the world, whether it's Fannie Willis, what's going on in the Middle East, what's going on with our own hostile regime here at home, weaponizing against American citizens. We are going to cover all of that and so much more in the war room today. Without further ado, I'll spare you guys one of my rants and we'll just get right to the guy who's probably going to give you a pretty epic rant. Now, Jack Posobiec, of course, a good friend of the show. I had wanted you on to talk about all things Taylor Swift at Steve's request, but I would say lucky for Taylor Swift, unlucky for probably the rest of the world. Uh, it seems that we have breaking news that there are some retaliatory strikes going on against, I believe, uh, Iranian-backed mil militant militia groups in Iraq and Syria. So you seem to be the perfect person to sort of break down both what is actually going on, boots on the ground, but also from a more meta perspective, what should we look for uh, in the coming days? Okay, so Natalie, thanks again for having me on. What we're seeing now, of course, this is the promised retaliation from Joe Biden and uh, Lloyd Austin regarding the deaths of those three troops from the state of Georgia, Army Reservists, who were killed at Tower 22 in Jordan. What we're told at this point, as of, as of 1,600 hours um, Eastern Standard Time, U.S. Central Command, CENTCOM, so that's the Pentagon's operational forces, the operational COCOM in the Middle East, uh, conducted airstrikes in Iraq and Syria against Iran's Iran, Iran, Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps. This is this is the same organization that Gerald Soleimani was the head of uh, this IRGC Quds Force and their affiliated militia groups. So these are these Iranian proxy forces, these Islamic militia groups. Eighty-five targets, numerous aircraft to include, and they're making a big a big point of this: bombers that were actually flown long range from the United States itself. The airstrikes employed more than 125. Precision munitions. Um, we're, we're given a long list of things that were hit, but we're not actually told where they were hit or any specifics on the groups that were targeted other than they are IRGC-sponsored groups. And so it's, it's very interesting that we're seeing this, but also something that I would look at in terms of the fact that, uh, that it was B-1 bombers that were used in this situation. The fact that we used these stealth long-range bombers from the United States to the Middle East, it actually kind of sparks the question for us then, and, and Fox News love to show their maps up of all the bases that we have in the Middle East. And of course, when they talk about it, they'll say, oh, well, look where all these strikes were. But in doing so, they are forced to actually show where we have troops on the ground in the Middle East. And something you'll never hear from Fox, something you'll never hear from the administration is an actual explanation of why we have so many thousands of troops 
right now, including people who are friends of mine that are over there. Why do we have all of these troops there? What are they doing? You just showed, by the way, the Pentagon, by the way, just showed us that they could send bombers over any time they wanted to strike these groups, to strike these. And as uh, here's the list right in front of me, uh, <laughs> intelligence centers, command and control operation centers, rockets, missiles, vehicle shortage, logistics. So great. So if we have the ability to bomb them all the way from the United States, why do we need 3000 American forces there? Why not just send Eric Prince a couple of the special ops guys, send them over, let them take care of business. Why do we need people in these engineering regiments and all these other places in harm's way? And it's simple, Natalie, I'll tell you right now, because there are people within our government, like Victoria Newland, who is running around trying to put the pieces back together in Kiev right now, who are desperate for a wider war in the region with Russia and desperate for a war with Iran. Those troops that we have on the ground there exist as a tripwire, essentially a human meat shield, if you will, in order to produce more strikes in the region. This is exactly what the Biden administration wants. And by the way, it's exactly what the Iranian proxy forces know. If I'm not mistaken, it was just a few months back that I think some of our our firebrands in the House were fighting to repeal basically the AUMF in Syria and other countries um, in the region. But I'm just curious, like, you know, we always talk about looking downrange here in the war. I'm sure the questions on, on, on everyone's mind right now is, do you think that these are going to be isolated incidents and there won't be any, you know, follow up attacks? Is it going to balloon into a bigger conflict? How do you think you see this kind of day, this at least barrage of missiles or, or strikes ending? Do you think it's going to become something bigger? Of course, there's going to become something bigger that comes of this. And so we haven't seen and the the big key takeaway, I think, from all of this is that the administration is being very careful to say that they haven't attacked directly any Iranian assets, uh, and even including Iranian naval assets, maritime assets. There was some talk, by the way, uh, some chatter earlier in the week that Iranian naval assets or IRGC targets would be looked at. We haven't seen that here. And so what they're basically trying to say is this similar, by the way, when Trump took out Soleimani, which was a direct strike, they're trying to say, we're going to go after the proxy forces. We're going to go after the people that are the head of the proxy forces. But here's the problem, Natalie. The problem is they've, they're continuing to fund the Iranians. They're continuing to keep these funds unfrozen. They're continuing to go in on all of these efforts to essentially appease Iran while at the same time trying to show face on the world stage. They're having trying to have their cake and eat it too. The administration's policy on Iran is ridiculous. It is reckless. And quite frankly, it is dangerous in risking opening a wider war. Because by the way, sure, you hit a bunch of these proxy groups, but what about the ones you didn't hit? Now they're going to be out for blood. Now they're going to be after U.S. assets or any potential U.S. backship where not just in the Middle East and not just our soldiers, who, by the way, are still sitting ducks because they've already shown they can defeat our defenses with these cheap, like $500 drones. They're basically lawnmowers with, you know, uh, with bombs and wings attached to them, flying right piggybacking on, on behind our drones and defeating our air defense uh, radars. But they're also shown that these drones are used to great effect in the Red Sea. By the way, also naval drones are shown to have great effect where in the Black Sea, where the Ukrainians actually just used a naval drone to take out a Russian missile ship yesterday off the coast of Crimea. You want to tell me that the Houthis don't have those same types of naval drones as well? Natalie, this is a huge piece that I think that the planners in the Pentagon 
uh, and a lot of people just really haven't internalized yet that the rise of drone warfare and drone swarm attacks is absolutely going to be a, a, a this this is like the invention of gunfire the invention of firearms for warfare it's completely changed everything the 20th century is over the 20th century way of doing business is over this is going to change the way that we fight in war this is going to change the way that we fight terrorism by the way this is going to change the way if you are for criminals in the United States for cartels operating on the border if in transnational groups if you're getting drugs across uh, if, if you're a, a celebrity or you know just a high net worth individual and you're worried about crime, you're worried about stalkers, these types of things, drones will be employed in all of these various capacities, not just in the Middle East, not just in Ukraine, but it's going to be coming to our border and it's going to be coming to a neighborhood near you very soon. And this administration, quite frankly, has not shown they have any idea what to do or how to respond when Americans are killed. Well, look, Jack, I was going to try to find the perfect Taylor Swift song to use as a as a segue for this. I was going with I Knew You Were Trouble, but maybe we should go with Wildest Dreams because what is unfolding. So I'm sure the wildest dream of both Iran, but also the military industrial complex here at home and Joe Biden himself. Give me about a minute or two before I let you go. Like I said, we got a lot of news to get to, but just the latest on the Taylor Swift psyop since we did yeah, so- our hour long special. So, yeah, and following up on our special, so now Nikki Haley and Jake Taper, no less than those two luminaries, are over on CNN essentially attacking us for, and they're calling it a conspiracy theory, by the way. They're saying it's a conspiracy theory to suggest that Taylor Swift might endorse Joe Biden. I said, what's the conspiracy here? It, she's done it before. She's done it in the past. Uh, she did it. She endorsed Democrats in 2018 against Marsha Blackburn. She endorsed Biden in 2020. She backstopped the mail-in ballot scheme. She backstopped the this, this crazy crazy hoax that Trump had called uh, veterans suckers and losers, that he had was trying to shut down the mail system, the postal system in the United States. She was tweeting all of this stuff in 2020 or, you know, somebody was tweeting it for it. But, you know, people have said to me, Natalie, that I should be a little bit nicer to the Swifties. They said, you know what, Jack, maybe there's a way that you can you can break bread with the Swifties. Maybe maybe you should try to embrace Taylor Swift. And so I've said, you know what, I've taken your considerations to heart. And therefore, because I saw something trending on Twitter yesterday and and of course, you know, we know that we're in Black History Month. And I said, well, why don't we have a White History Month? And if we're going to have a White History Month, then we're going to need a Snow Queen of the White History Month. And the the only Snow Queen that I can think of for White History Month is none other than Taylor Swift herself. And so I'm very happy to bestow upon Taylor Swift and the Swifties uh, this title as the leading national first Snow Queen of White History Month. And I'm, I'm proud to say, Natalie, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it proudly. I never thought you would say these words. I am a proud Swifty, and I am a member of the white Swifties. Um, and we, when we listen to Taylor Swift music, and I, when everyone listens to Taylor Swift music, we have to remember that we are centering our whiteness and our white energy on Taylor Swift. Well... You can't say when I don't host the war room, it, uh, it doesn't get interesting. So, Jack Vasovic, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, as always. Have a great day, right. Natalie. <laughs> if people want to follow you and uh, ha- uh, have a happy uh, White History Month and stay up to date with all your, your work, your reporting, where can they go to do all that? 
<laughs> well, if you want to follow me, just go look at Rolling Stone, CNN, Nikki Haley, Jake Tapper, everyone, uh, uh, Joy Reid, Jimmy Kimmel, everyone who's attacking me right now. But if you want to join the White Swifties and if you want to join the celebration of White History Month and our Snow Queen, Taylor Swift, the greatest Snow Queen the world has ever known, then you can visit me, Jack Posobiec, at Twitter, X, and Getter. Jack, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Have a good weekend, Natalie. <laughs> you too. Maybe uh, our our Snow King, the poster child for from the male side of things for White History Month, could be none other than Mike Davis. Of course, the uh, <laughs> legal pit bull here in the war room. Mike Davis. I'll hold you through the break. We got about two minutes. Um, Fanny Willis. Of course, they dropped this bombshell story on a Friday afternoon, hoping no one's going to cover it. But she admitted to having an affair. Walk us through the latest, what we know on that front. Well, this is big trouble uh, for Big Fanny down in Fulton County <laughs> because she now has admitted to this uh, inappropriate relationship with this boyfriend who she hired as her special prosecutor to collude with the Biden White House, including the Biden White House counsel, to bring these unprecedented RICO felony charges against President Trump and 18 co-defendants. He has never tried a felony case, and yet she's paying her boyfriend $250 an hour, substantially more than other special prosecutors who actually have experience to bring this bogus prosecution against Trump and these 18 others. And, oh, by the way, she's taken illegal kickbacks from this illegal boyfriend, not so secret anymore, in the form of these lavish trips to Napa, to the Caribbean she uh, not only should be kicked off this case and disbarred, she should go to prison if these allegations end up being true, which it looks like they very much are true. I would say it's uh, par for the course with the Biden regime. You almost can't can't blame her. If I'm not mistaken, it was Nathan Wade, the alleged boyfriend who was billing or invoicing the White House for like 24 hour work days. But when you look at what Hunter Biden was doing, and I'm not just talking about his uh, extracurricular activities, but his lack of legal expertise and getting added for a variety of foreign entities, whether it was the Chinese Communist Party, Ukraine, or even uh, white shoe law firms here at home getting added as a partner seems to be, I would say, a, a habit of these far left people just disrespecting the rule of law. But I guess when you don't have to play by the rule of law, it doesn't matter. Mike Davis, I want you to hang with us through the ba- break. And in the meantime, Warren Posse, you guys can go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to get the latest installment of the end of the dollar empire. You can only imagine what type of free handouts Joe Biden and his cronies are going to want to hand out uh, when we get even closer to the election to try to basically buy votes uh, in, in addition to the millions of people that they're importing. I'm sure that'll have a wonderful effect on the economy, too, which is why you got to check out gold and talk to the experts over at birchgold.com slash Bannon. We'll be right back. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. 
Now you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back to the War Room. Don't worry, we will be giving you updates as they emerge on all things happening in the Middle East, but I would say equally resembling a a third world country with a broken rule of law and justice system is frankly what's going on here in the United States with the lawfare against President Donald J. Trump. So Mike Davis, I hear there are some also interesting updates on the Tanya Shutkin, D.C. I know we have to be very specific because there are so many iterations of lawfare against President Trump, but specifically on that front, what is the latest? So remember, Biden special counsel Jack Smith brought two sets of indictments, one down in Florida for the non-crime of a former president having his presidential records, but Trump actually has a fair judge down there in Eileen Cannon. So the Democrats put all their eggs in the Jack Smith basket in D.C. with the D.C. Obama judge Tanya Shudkin on this January 6th bogus trial for the non-crime of objecting to a presidential election. And this Tanya Shudkin was going to railroad President Trump with a march trial date. Well, as we've been saying for a long time, Natalie, President Trump can file a motion to dismiss for presidential immunity, and that grinds these proceedings to a halt. People laughed at us when we've been saying that, and and guess what just happened today? Judge Shutkin, Tanya Shutkin, this Obama judge, just vacated her March trial. So there goes the Democrats' hopes and dreams of having a D.C. trial with Biden special counsel Jack Smith and D.C. Obama Judge Tanya Shutkin in this 95% Trump deranged jury pool in D.C. convicting Trump before the election. That that just went out the window today. Good news for a change, although I guess everything's relative. Mike Davis, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to follow you, support the Article 3 Project, to hear you guys have a new initiative, what can they do uh, to do all that? Yeah, article3project.org, go to the action uh, link on there. And what we want to do is light up uh, Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and Attorney General Chris Carr and get them to open a criminal probe on Fannie Willis for her obvious illegal misconduct down there, her corruption. Uh, Kemp and Carr are being total weaklings and dragging their feet. So go to that action page, call them, email them, light them up on social media. And then we're also on social media at Article 3 Project, at Article Number 3 Project. And my personal is at MRDDMIA. And thank you, Natalie. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. 
Now, our next guest, I don't think I've ever had him on, and I'm so happy he's joining us today. I feel like you must have been in the war room before, but if I'm mistaken on that, I guess I'll have to get get fact-checked, but I think you guys just released a report uh, on exactly who would be fact-checking me, really a, a bombshell report coming from Mike Benz in the Foundation for Freedom Online, which has to do with, of course, the government kind of censorship industrial complex but I want to drill down because you introduced a new word into my vocabulary today, which is civic listening. Now it sounds nice. Yeah. They love euphemisms. They love couching stuff in these like, you know, weird HR department terms. But what exactly is civic listening and why should the war room posse be so scared about something that sounds so nice? Yeah, they couldn't call it citizen spying. So they had to come up with a cute way to reframe it and they call it civic listening. Uh, the civic there refers to the sort of civil society institutions who get laundered government money, taxpayer money. And uh, one of the groups in this report at foundationforfreedomonline.com, it's at the top of our foundation's website, also on my Twitter feed uh, at the top of it right now, is about how the government provided $5.7 million to, uh, to a group to create a sprawling facts and memes database of, of, of claims that contained misinformation related to elections or public health or, uh, or about civil rights type issues, i.e. DEI, uh, in people's private text messages and WhatsApp chats. Now, part of this is motivated by the fact that the, uh, that the political actors in control of the censorship industry are terrified that Hispanics and Latino communities are tilting towards Trump. And they, uh, they are fretting that they do not have the infrastructure to control the Spanish language that they set up successfully to censor the English language ahead of the 2020 election and the 2022 midterms. And that Hispanic and Latino populations disproportionately communicate over WhatsApp, which is a closed end-to-end -end encrypted system. And so uh, this group, Medan, got $5.7 million from the National Science Foundation because the NSF has rotated into the, the science of censorship, essentially, uh, which, is, which is a whole separate thread. But they gave them $5.7 million to pay an army of, uh, of civic listening uh, corps to, to be able to mass report WhatsApp and, and private text messages so that this group would be able to work with WhatsApp directly to both ban those claims uh, from being articulated or have fact check labels affixed to them when they appear in a text message or get them to be basically throttled uh, by WhatsApp. And then you had, a, you had a similar civic listening corps created by a group called the National Conference on Citizenship, which was chartered by Congress during World War II as a sort of citizenship uh, you know, effort around the war which has been repurposed in 2023-2024 into a censorship organization, uh, they are setting up this uh, a civic listening corps of hundreds of people to do a similar operation to flag uh, information on WhatsApp and Telegram and other messenger services. And they explicitly say it's because that every political and social issue uh, is distorted by, by misinformation and misleading claims so this is basically a long-arm jurisdiction way of, of seizing control over every political and social issue in the country through this private snitch network, uh, network being financed by your tax dollars. 
This story piqued my interest because a few months ago, I think I had done a story on social listening, which was this new sort of concept being rolled out by the WHO in the context of pandemics and public health. And I sort of saw that that was the new, I think, kind of shiny toy that they were trying to really, I think, sell not just the American people, but the world on surveillance and really this idea of, of telling on your fellow citizens. But from reading your report, I think the most interesting change that I saw, and even sort of a shift from what you guys really focus on, usually it's, like I said, the government funding these organizations to then directly rat on people. But this seems to be a little different approach where they basically want to turn Americans into spies on their their fellow Americans. So I'm just curious from your perspective, why do you think we see that shift? Even why are they going after WhatsApp, right? Which is a, is a more private messaging platform. Is it because they've been so successful in the more public facing social media platforms? Or do you think they're getting more desperate? Yeah, well, I think that they've, they've been concerned about WhatsApp for a long time. They, The State Department and the Central Intelligence Agency and our foreign policy establishment all thought that the that the election of Modi in India and Bolsonaro in Brazil were uh, were catastrophic to, to U.S. national interests, and that WhatsApp was to blame for that. And so, the U.S. State Department, my foundation, uh, Foundation for Freedom Online, put out a report uh, in July 2022, breaking down how the State Department and CIA cutouts, like the National Endowment for Democracy, were funding the pressure campaign for WhatsApp. To, uh, to put friction on its platform to limit the amount of shared content because there were too many Bolsonaro supporters using WhatsApp to circumvent the censorship efforts they'd already put on Facebook in the region. And so this has been a cause of concern for a long time. Here in the U.S., they're concerned again about uh, Hispanics and Latinos uh, tilting towards Trumpism and that those groups, uh, those demos tend to use WhatsApp disproportionately Part of this is because WhatsApp has no uh, text message fee associated with it like um, uh, like a typical SMS text message does. And so all over Latin, Latin and South America, those those populations use WhatsApp as opposed to text messages. And WhatsApp had these large group capacities to simulate the size of Facebook groups and started to be able to get so big that it, that elections were said to be able to be tilted by the use of these private uh, these these private channels that that did not have the same controls over them uh, that that Facebook did. And so this is basically the State Department and the blob seizing back control over that, except now they're even doing it at home. And, you know, they use this word civic because they're trying to enshrine this uh, this snitch network idea in all of our civil society institutions. They're trying to create what they call a whole of society counter misinformation network, a whole of society censorship network. This dovetails with a parallel effort they're doing on something they call media literacy or digital literacy, which is now being forced in all K through 12 schools in multiple states in the country, California, New York, Illinois, Rhode Island, to force young children to not be uh, to essentially if they want to be media literate, they need to essentially uh, swear off listening to media institutions like War Room or like Breitbart, or like Gateway Pundit, or like uh, even Fox News, because uh, those those are deemed to be low information integrity news sites. So, so if you want to be deemed to be literate, you know how to read. If you're media literate, you need to uh, be literate in what news sources to read. So it's basically a way to create a North Korea-style 
closed box media ecosystem by banning within that school the citation of any uh, of, of any information that comes from a non-government approved news source. And this is now again mandated by state uh, in, in, in at least four states just this past year. They're, they're making this push in every blue state now. And it's this they're, they're building it as a civic program, but they're essentially saying you have a civic duty to censor alternative news and a civic duty to snitch on anybody who cites information that goes up against the government. And this is the sort of thing that, you know, Kim Jong-un could only dream of. I think the Warren Posse would probably get a, a lot of citations for the stories that they share. Though I would say I, I do agree with the people uh, that those who watch Fox News are not very literate or media literate. <laughs> Mike Benz, if you'll stay with us through the break. And in the meantime, Warren Posse, you can go to Jace Medical so you aren't reliant, not just on the Chinese Communist Party, but the globalist economic model that is outsourcing that I'm sure all of these people who are behind all of these censorship scams are very supportive of. You can bring our supply chains back home when it comes to pharmaceutical drugs and prescription drugs. JaceMedical.com. We'll be right back. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. With $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. But but here's the point. We all need to be responsible for um, being vigilant about the content that we see online. Um, and so each of us has a responsibility. That responsibility starts with monitoring your own social feed, right? It actually critically evaluating what you see on in your social feed and identifying whether or not it's problematic content, whether or not it's something either should be reported to the platform or at least reported to this large community, the community that includes Lizette and the Ultimate folks, that includes Emma and the Common Cause folks, and many others that we partner with to try and understand and address the problems holistically. Um, when you see that problematic content, it's critically important that you report it. Um, I'm gonna, in a minute, explain how you can report it to our platform and make it accessible to everyone else. Um, and there's one key insight. If you aren't sure if it's wrong, if you're just suspicious, report it anyway. The, then we have that information. If you don't report it, we will never know you saw it. So it's better to be more inclusive than exclusive. Um, and then when you're engaging um, or encountering problematic content in the wild, on social media, within your communities, in your healthcare clinic, it's critically important that you actively engage with it, right? So not just ignore it, dismiss it. Um, but that's a really tricky prospect, right? So it's really important to think about listening and responding when stuff is false, but doing so in a responsible way. 
right? That responsible way is a, a challenge you have to deal with. It's different in every circumstance and every person that you deal with, but recognizing that you want to be, uh, you want to avoid confrontation and you want to share credible information. And we have a lot more um, resources about how to do this, but the basic idea is that we need to be responsible for this misinformation. To do that, and in partnership with Ultimate in this case, we've created a set of tip lines. Um, there's an SMS phone number you can text any link to. There's an email address. There's a WhatsApp number you can forward content that you find on WhatsApp. And there's a web form that you can access. Um, this QR code that's up on the screen right now is a shortcut to all of them that you can add to your mobile device. So if you pull out your phone, point the camera app at this QR code, it'll say, do you want to add the Ultimate tip lines to your address? Absolutely insane. Sometimes I feel like I'm living in China, not just because I do so much reporting on the Chinese Communist Party, but as we always say, it's not just elite capture, it's elite merger. As a side effect, I always say, is the uh, circumstantial evidence that our elites are in business and in bed with the Chinese Communist Party. Just look at what they subject American citizens to. Mike Benz, I want you to walk us through what we just watched, but also you said a word in the last segment, election interference. And if I'm not mistaken, one of the groups, Medan, which is a funny name, I would say, um, they were active in the 2022 midterms using these tactics to, like you said, go after primarily Hispanic voters, but specifically on the election interference front, what are they doing? Yeah. So who you just heard on that tape was a man named Cameron Hickey. Now, Cameron Hickey started out uh, in his censorship career as part of Harvard's Information Disorder Center at the Shorenstein Institute there. This was a Harvard center dedicated to censoring the Internet. Uh, anybody who was pro-Trump or anybody who was COVID orthodoxy critical was uh, basically perpetuating information disorder in society. And this is one of the four major branches at Harvard uh, that, uh, that were tasked with uh, helping censor the Internet. Harvard's Belfer Center, for example, which, which worked with the information disorder folks, uh, was partnered with the Department of Homeland Security to censor mail-in ballots. And it, the DHS censorship operation ended up having 22 million tweets in the five months before the, the 2020 election classified as misinformation uh, for challenging the integrity or the credibility of mail-in ballots. They pre-censored that whole thing. And if you're wondering how that happened, it was through this exact network, this Department of Homeland Security, Harvard network that ties mm -hmm. into a whole other network uh, around something called the Election Integrity Partnership that Congress and multiple lawsuits uh, have, have tracked down. But, uh, but you know what he's talking about there in that clip, I, I, Currently, after his Harvard information disorder stint, uh, he, he's now the head of something called the National Conference on Citizenship, which is a public interest firm that was created by Congress. This was a government-created institution that he's running, and he's wielding it as a subgroup there called the Algorithmic Transparency Institute, which is a little group they've created for censoring algorithms to rig elections and political and social discourse uh, how, however they want to rig it. Uh, and you know it always goes one way, uh, in, in using this technique of having this, uh, this civic listening core snitch, private snitch army mass report any claims or memes that go viral on people's news feeds or in their private WhatsApp text messages. And again, they're focused on WhatsApp because they want to control, in particular, Spanish language uh, 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 
affairs here in the U.S. and then internationally to be able to control elections um, in countries where WhatsApp is the main use of the main uh, the main uh, discourse uh, a text messaging app. But it goes deeper than that because one of the things that was in a, another clip from our report is he goes over what specifically what kind of claims should be reported, and he cites on video. That, for example, if you see Tucker Carlson talking about the great replacement theory or talking about replacement migration with respect to open borders, that that should be submitted on this government propped up snitch line. So Tucker, so this is the government essentially uh, deputizing a, a civilian snitch corps to mass report and block the ability for Tucker Carlson to go viral on social media and on WhatsApp. And you know who else he included in the presentation was Senator Rand Paul for Senator Rand Paul's criticism of Tony Fauci and COVID orthodoxy. So you have you have one wing of the government essentially deputizing a private snitch army uh, to uh, to stop another wing of government from being able to popularize uh, its its claims. I mean, this is basically an attempt by the blob deep state to control rogue politicians and the people who are, who are they're supposed to be subject to uh, as a civilian-run government, this is basically the permanent government stepping in with it, using government resources to block the voters from voting them out. Mike Benz, I usually say thank you to the guests for coming on. Thank you for alarming us to this. But on the other hand, oh my goodness, what a, what a can of worms you have just, just opened. But you guys do such Excellent work at the Foundation for Freedom Online. So if people want to follow you, I know you're always coming in hot on X, um, but support the group, help you with your work. Where can everyone go to do all that? Yep. So find me at Mike Ben Cyber on X. It's all one word, at Mike Ben Cyber. Post every day, tons of uh, hard-hitting, breaking news. So uh, that's probably the best place to follow me. And again, foundationforfreedomonline.com is where we publish our long-form reports. Uh, thanks, Natalie, for covering this uh, Godspeed. Of course. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, our next guest is someone who I'm sure would have a lot of complaints filed against her, and that is probably the highest badge of honor in America in 2024. That is, of course, Dr. Naomi Wolf, who has interesting new reporting. Now, believe it or not, the FDA is up to their old deceitful lying tactics, but this time it has to do with informed consent and studies and research. Can you walk us through the changes that they've instituted? Well, they just don't quit, do they, Natalie? Um, <laughs> so this is actually a very good piece by The Defender, uh, which is Children's Health Defense. And it's um, about a new regulation, a new ruling issued by the U.S. FDA, our favorite agency, um, and now that they've been found guilty of having violated so many people's informed consent by rolling out these poisonous, debilitating, sterilizing, and sometimes murderous injections, they've just changed the definition of informed consent so that they will be in the clear in the future if they want to experiment on us without our knowledge or permission. So what they did is they implemented a provision of the 21st Century Cures Act, um, which is a law from December 2016. And what, what it does, and I don't even, I'm not a lawyer, but I don't even get how this is possible. They created 
and they're not Congress, so I really don't understand how it's possible, but they created a ruling related to this law that makes the law do things that international law and domestic law on informed consent does not permit. Um, just a reminder to everyone, we all are subject to Nuremberg laws and Nuremberg codes, I beg your pardon, which say that you can't you know, you can, and and they were put in place as international law after um, the Nuremberg trials uh, at the end of World War II. And the reason they were needed is that all of the unlawful, non-consenting, horrific experimentation, medical experimentation on prisoners, um, Jewish prisoners and other, you know, gypsy, homosexual, so on, prisoners of Nazis came to light. And so the need was obvious that you need to prevent this going forward. So it is literally illegal to um, to do something to someone in the United States medically unless you explain the risks and benefits benefits and get their affirmative consent. And you certainly cannot experiment on them without their affirmative consent. And there are like detailed forms you have to sign if you're the subject of a clinical trial or a, you know, medical experiment essentially, um, which details that this may have, you know, risks and here are the risks and uh, do you affirmatively consent and you have to sign it before anything can happen. Well, that's all in the rear view mirror of history now. Um, the new rule is supposed to, you know, your last segment, you were identifying kind of um, new speak, uh, you know, civic listening. Well, this is new speak. Um, you can experiment on people without their consent now in order to bring new innovations and advances to patients who need them faster and more efficiently. So the critical thing for your audience to know is that the final rule, quote, allows an exception from the requirement to obtain informed consent when a clinical investigation poses no more than a minimal risk to the human subject and includes appropriate safeguards to protect the rights, safety, and welfare of human subjects. Who's to decide? Of course, not you anymore, my friend. Um, who's going to be deciding if there's any question? An institutional review board, the same kinds of technocrats who brought you mass murder, genocide, democide, uh, mass sterilization, and so on. Um, and the International Review Board can waive or alter certain informed consent elements or waive the requirements to obtain informed consent under limited conditions. For instance, certain FDA-regulated minimal risk clinical investigations, such as the kind that we have been busting open for all of you for the last two years as being so appallingly unlawful. Um, and the last thing I want to say and then I promise I will pause, is that <laughs> rightly, RFK Jr. and other critics, um, uh, uh, Robert Lyons-Weiler, for instance, have, I'm sorry, James Lyons-Weiler, it's been a long day, have pointed out, well, RFK Jr. interestingly says that this opens the door for um, medicines or uh, ingredients that um, entities want to test. And we've seen the close relationship the united relationship between corporations, for instance, and the FDA um, with the Pfizer documents. But he warns that this allows for spraying, for instance, of some substance they want to test. Gee, you know, what does this do to the people? Let's just spray them. It's minimal risk. You know, we don't know, of course, into the water supply or, you know, onto us, our, our air supply, um, aerosolized spraying and he says it's not the first time. In 1966, um, the army tested germ warfare dispersion in the New York City subways. Uh, the FDA is cheering it on. Um, James Lyons-Weiler called the ruling wrong in every way possible when it comes to 
the culture of informed consent and human rights and medical rights. And so you can literally imagine, I mean, we've been talking about, you know, the rollout of mRNA injections in our meat. And I literally have people saying, is it in beef yet? Is it in pork yet? Is it in chicken yet? And I don't know. And this regulation, this rule applied to a law without Congress's oversight or our consent makes it impossible for us to know, essentially. Dr. Wolf, if you can stick with us through the break, you sort of beat me to it with what my question is, but I'm curious if this is sort of a CYA move or it's because they have even more diabolical, sinister plans for us, or I guess could be both, right? We know it's not mutually exclusive. Warren Posse, you can go to birchgold.com slash Bannon to make sure your finances are not beholden to this crazy globalist elite in the break. And we'll be right back. The apples in your holiday pie taste amazing, but it's not exactly the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables. The Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and your cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day, which, as you know, is almost impossible. That's why you need to check out Field of Greens. Every fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and your immune system. Yo, folks, the holidays are here, and you need to stay healthy. Plus, you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier. Field of Greens is the simplest way to get those daily fruits and veggies, and it tastes amazing. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com fieldofgreens.com make sure you take take it today use your agency action 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 fieldofgreens.com promo code bannon here's your host stephen k bannon Now, we say no conspiracies, but no coincidences here in the war room. And I just have to say, in response to everything that Dr. Wolf said, it should not be lost on anyone that it is Anthony Fauci's wife, who is the head of the NIH's bioethics division, and as someone who has read a lot of her studies and papers that she has published, a lot of them, and by a lot, I mean a hefty number, have been focused on the ethics of informed consent and why it's sort of an illusion and why it's maybe not really all that important. Now, I don't know. I haven't done the research yet linking it to this new FDA push. But I will say it uh, it makes you think. And on the topic of no conspiracies but no coincidences, you guys got to check out she'sorite.co. We have some new uh, no conspiracies but no coincidences bumper stickers, which probably a, a way to guarantee you get uh, pulled over by the feds. How's that for uh, marketing? Um, but in the, in the meantime, I think we still got Dr. Wolf uh, with us and Wolf Mike Lindell joining us shortly. But Dr. Wolf, my question for you, do you think they're doing this sort of to pregame either it's the mRNA, you know, vaccines and the cattle and the food supply, another pandemic, you know, why, why now? That's sort of my perennial question. Why now? I mean, the first answer is um, this is what pharma has wanted all along. And, and to some extent, you know, the U.S. government, the Department of Defense, what is better than being able to experiment on populations without having to get their permission. If you're, um, you know, wondering about a biowarfare agent or just if you've got a new product and you want to see if it works or not. And 
Um, I mean, this is basically bringing Africa to us and, and India in the sense that pharmaceutical companies have, have for decades been experimenting really without informed consent, according to leaders in West Africa, especially, and in India, um, you know, on populations. And, and there are many, many, many lawsuits because of the harms that have come to um, those quote unquote, you know, disposable, quote unquote, voiceless populations, right? Um, so now we're voiceless too. And it's our turn now. And, you know, karma is also coming back at us because maybe we should have spoken up for those people, you know, and now sure enough, it's come home to roost. But so number one is we're now 330 million test subjects for no money and no liability and, you know, lots of products to roll out. Um, but the second thing, I think you're right, there's, I think there is CYA here, because if you can create an environment in which um, in a lawsuit or in a congressional hearing, you know, experts can say, well, you know, there really isn't informed consent the way there used to be anymore. Um, it's, it's much harder to get justice for the harms that were done uh, back when everyone was supposed to follow the laws of informed consent. Um, so I don't think that this does away with the crimes, but I think it creates an environment in which, I mean, I think what James uh, Lyons-Weiler said is really accurate. It, it does damage to the culture of um, human rights. And, and part of human rights is a, a social consensus, right? And so if you have laws against, you know, rape or against trafficking children and, you know, there was a lot of rape or trafficking of children and then you did away with the laws making those criminal acts, um, it's you've now got a culture that's a rape culture or a children trafficking culture and it's much, much harder to get justice. So that's my initial analysis. Dr. Wolf, I wish I could keep you longer because this seems to be a, a, score, a story with many scary ramifications, but I've got to let you go. But if people want to read this, check you guys out, The Daily Clout, your book, where can they go to stay up to date with everything you're working on? Thank you. So this article is The Defender and we're, we've linked to it, um, but they've done this wonderful work. And as always, come to dailyclout.io for our wonderful work. And uh, we have this new election integrity bill, um, which we broke on War Room, and we really need everyone to download it, share it, send it to your elected officials, um, and of course, help us get to 49 more states in time for November um, to pass it in state house after state house. Thank you. And you can always find me on Substack at uh, Outspoken. I'm glad you are in the election integrity battle because we need fighters like you. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a nice weekend. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you so much. You too. Of course. She's so right.co. I was looking in the chat. I guess I didn't say the, the website, but you guys also have to make sure you go to mypillow.com because we have the man, the myth, the legend, Mike Lindell, joining us to break down all the wonderful specials that the War Room Posse now gets because Fox News is, of course, controlled opposition. If you want to walk us through the latest deals you have. Well, we have a big announcement today, everybody. We, uh, MyPillow has uh, expanded our fulfillment because we've added MyStore.com. This is a platform for entrepreneurs, and we have thousands of products. Over the last three years, we developed this. We launched it today for the War Room Posse, promo code WARROOM. Go to MyStore.com, and, and uh, we have, if you scroll down, we've got all these, um, all the products there that uh, USA made. 
Uh, you see the line there that's right behind me, the posters. I mean, we've got all these different products, but I'm going to tell everybody, you need to go here. It's so interesting. Everyone has, every one of these entrepreneurs has their own story. And you can go down, you can click on it. They have all the, what they had developing their products and all the things they did and all the hardships they had before they got over here to my store where they have a safe haven. They don't, they're not going to get copied. They're not going to uh, be drowned in Amazon or whatever. And, and uh, there you go. You get down to the entrepreneurial stories. Look at that, everybody. You can just have a great time here, but you're supporting USA made products promo code war room and then remember over at mypillow.com you know, promo code interchangeable and so is the phone number everybody and and you got the war room specials you got the the blankets all the blankets came in the flannel sheets everybody they're going to probably be gone towards the end of the week of next week the last batch is there and get war room posse get those now there's the war room uh 29.98 the my pillow queen size pillows and the king size five dollars more free shipping on your entire order at mypillow.com 1-800-873-1062 you guys we want to thank the war room posse you guys support me and i'm going to be out there every day knowing that my pillow is taken care of securing our election platforms and you can learn about that at lindaleplan.com we are going to save our country <laughs> Of course, and I know the War Room Posse wants to enable you to keep waging that fight, which you are so tactful at doing. Mike Lindell, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us. Man. Thanks for having me on, Ellie. Of course. And Warren Posse, thank you for hanging with me for the last hour. But don't worry. Steve's back for the 6 p.m. He has a very packed show walking through really everything with his level of genius that only Stephen K. Bannon can do. So head over to warroom.org to watch that. I'll be back and Steve will be back tomorrow morning. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. If you want to take care of your heart, and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.